Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castaneri-King. Today I'm here at the Series Gallery in Portsmouth again, recording with Peter Card. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Many of you might know Peter from a Uh, workshop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before I met you. (laughs) Yes, uh, I've taken a few workshops here, mostly with Todd. Todd was sort of my second teacher. Todd Benita, yeah. Yeah. That's where I met you. It's a lot going on in this area. And you're from Rye, or you've... Yeah, I'm originally from Manchester. Uh, Ah. I grew up there. um, And then went to Boston. Well, I went. I went and uh, I got a degree in chemistry from UNH. Yeah. I then went to get a PhD in chemistry at Ohio State. That's right, my yeah. mother Okay. Uh, came back to Boston. Uh, I was a postdoctoral fellow at Harvard in organic chemistry. Yeah. Uh, actually, worked for a Nobel Prize winner at Harvard. Spent uh, some time there. Yeah. Then I went to Delaware. Uh, I worked for the Dupont Company in Wilmington, oh, Delaware, yes, for um, uh, eight years in, in Wilmington. One of the interesting things about that is we lived in Chad's Ford, PA. Uh-huh. And yep. the guy who lived up the road from us was uh, Andrew Wyeth. Wow, pretty cool. And, and uh, you were not a painter at the time. I was not interested in art at all. Right. So did you ever scientist. meet him? Never met him. My wife used to see him at the uh, post office or the polling booth. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and I now did, you're kicking uh, yourself. But I did uh, get uh, very interested in his paintings. Okay. Going to the, the Brandywine Museum there, and uh, the DuPont Company actually has uh, in the DuPont Hotel a lot of original wives there. Wow. So I get to I get exposed to them quite a bit, and that's really when I started to develop an interest in art. And I had always been a lifelong uh, sort of um, landscape photographer. Okay. And so I guess through that, I decided uh, as I was looking forward someday to retirement, think, what am I going to do? And decided I'd like to learn how to oil paint. And, okay. and so I had, at that time, uh, more of a, an interest in art and um, uh, found a woman over in, in Temple, uh, New Hampshire, not too far from Amherst, where we were living, who taught the way the old masters paint. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's the typical underpainting right. and, and, and glazing and right. stuff. And I spent about four and a half years of Saturdays. Okay, with, so that would be with, like a weekly... Yeah, every week with a woman named Leah Dahlgren. Was that a group lesson? Or no, no. Lesson? It, well, no, it, well, it was not supposed to be a private lesson. It turned out that most of it was. Mm-hmm. She would have students come and go, I but see. none of them sort of stuck to it. Right. One of the things she asked me when we started is, since you know I don't have any background in art, was, well, I want you to commit to me for yeah. a year at least. Yeah, that you know, that you're gonna, Then I'm going to invest my time in you, and you're going to you know, stick to it. Sure. And I agreed to do it, but it lasted like four and a half years. So what made you want to start painting? You know, I I, I don't know. I I tell you a a, a story that happened is there's there's a fellow by the name of Jay Shadler. Yes, I know Jay. Okay, well, um, I saw uh, an article by Jay in a magazine. um, I think it was like New Hampshire Home or something. Okay. Which he was uh, 
there were some there were photographs, but they were doctored photographs, if you will, in that he pastels them and heightens the color and right. takes out the sort of the detail. Mm -hmm. I looked at that and I sent Jay an email and I said, "Listen, Jay, is this how you do this?" Mm -hmm. I asked him two questions. He, he replied, "Yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> so I tried. Hey, <laughs> I tried doing a few of those. <laughs> And then re-photographing them after okay. I pastel ah. them. And I really sort of thought, hey, this is pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. And I love the, the pop of the colors. And so that's that was very, part of it. And I said, you know, cool. I think I'd like to learn how to oil paint. Yeah. Right. And, and I, so I guess I, I, found, I found Leah. Did you ever go to Jay's gallery? Yes, I eventually yeah. went to Jay's gallery. Yeah, he's close now. Yes, he is close, but to, to meet him and just say, you know, yeah. hey, I, I, I right. we had exchanged some emails and stuff, and I showed him a couple of photos that I had done of them. Uh -huh. Not that nothing close to what he was doing at the time. Okay. He was, he was, he did excellent work. Mm. But, so that sort of got me into so the paint. Start, you know? And then, how did you go about finding a teacher or with the style you wanted? Well, I, I looked online, okay. and uh, just as someone who uh, you know I wanted to learn, like I said, sort of the how to do old masters paint and, and learn how to do that. And I found uh, Leah Dahlgren and uh, I'm not sure exactly what it was on her website that, uh, that sort of intrigued me, but um, you know, she did state that she, she painted the way the old masters painted it. So I went and met her and she sort of, you know, and, and interviewed me, but basically said, you know, if you're, if you're going to do this with no background in art, you need to commit to me. So um, she started with some drawing, okay. um, which, you know, I had no background in at all. Although, you know, organic chemistry, it's all kinds of structures. Mm -hmm. So there is all kinds of drawing, mm -hmm. but it's not not a lot of curved lines. Mm -hmm. They're mostly, mm -hmm. mostly straight lines and things like that. Uh, so she started with some drawing. <coughs> and um, all her students, the first painting they do is the same. It's a, oh. uh, it's a painting of um, white crockery okay. and eggs. Interesting. And I spent about nine months um, basically learning to shade and to blend. On this one painting? On this one painting. Wow. Just white and number. Yeah. <laughs> learning the shade. And moving eggs around. And <laughs> I remember the first time she told me, you know, this egg's in the wrong place. you got to move it over there. And what? You know? <laughs> um, and then after about nine months, she said, okay, now you can buy your colors. Okay, so when you say nine months on the same painting, is that the same composition and you did it several times? I did a few times. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant like learning to shade it and <laughs> gotcha. and uh, look at all the transitions. The okay. way, you know, she was she was a real stickler. Did you ever just want to like throw oh, yeah. those eggs? Yeah, she was them. a she was a real stickler, and the crockery was white. Did you almost quit a few times? No, no. no. Okay, you were in. I was in, <laughs> and um, I I finished that painting uh, after the first year basically, and I gave okay. it to my wife, and I said, you know, all yeah. the time I spent doing it for you, this is your painting, right? Okay. Uh, and then um, Leah said, you know, why don't you pick some master's paintings and, and, and reproduce them? Okay. So I found um, an old master by the name of Raphael Peel, who was sort of the, the first still life painter in America. Mm -hmm. He painted back in Philadelphia around the very early 1800s, like 1825, 30 in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Came from a family of painters, but he was... He sort of acknowledged me the first still life painter in America. He painted a lot of um, um, very ornate baskets with uh, a lot of peaches mm -hmm. and 
uh, fruits, you know, that were sort of special at the time. Mm -hmm. And I reproduced uh, five of his paintings, wow. uh, a couple of three small ones and two quite large ones. Um, and when I finished those, you know, I got to start working on my own. Yeah. Um, and, I, and so how long were you in at this point, a year and a half? I was probably in a total of about no, four and a half years. Wow. Because I was still working. I was a pharmaceutical executive with Bristol yeah. Mars with, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was the vice president of one of the nuclear medicine division. Right. Um, and so I was, you know, I was just doing this based on the weekends and okay. painting in my basement, if you will, on mm -hmm. board, you know, uh, on these, uh, reproducing these Raphael PLs. Uh, but when I finished with those, you know, I got to do some of my own and I was starting to look for a new teacher. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I first met Chris Volpe, actually, mm -hmm. at a, mm -hmm. an art fair in, in, in Holliston. Yeah, there's a jump. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I met Chris and um, big change. told him I was looking for, you know, told him, showed him what I had done and told him I was looking for a new teacher and, and he invited me to his studio in, in Lowell. Mm -hmm. I spent an afternoon painting a a J. Francis Murphy reproduction out of a book. He's open a book. He said, mm -hmm. oh, let's, let's paint that. Paint sure. that. Um, and through Chris, I, I uh, sort of uh, heard about Todd. Okay. And um, I took some plein air uh, courses with Todd. Right. Outside. So now that's extremely differing styles. How did you feel about that? That uh, well, uh, with Chris, did you feel like you, it was just completely so different? Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Um, I wish I felt more comfortable painting that way, but right. I paint really, I guess, what I call tight. Okay. And I'm unfortunately very comfortable painting. That yeah, way. No, no, nothing unfortunate um, about it. If that's um, your style, it's great. And uh, and Todd was um, somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and I really enjoyed uh, Todd because I thought what I got from Todd was more of an art lesson yeah. than just um, you know uh, uh, painting uh, tips. Right. Uh, and so I took a number. Of, I think I was. Todd's first plein air student. Oh, <laughs> how about that? Uh, and, and that I showed up first that, yeah. that first day. <laughs> um, so I took a number of outside courses with Todd, uh, and I still am never happy with my uh, plein air work. Mm. And I don't consider myself much of a plein it's, air yeah, painter. I'm a studio mm -hmm. painter. I, 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 sure. So what do you get out of plein air then? What do you? Well, I enjoy being outside. Are you reproducing them in the studio? Um, I've done a few reproductions in the studio of my okay. there, but in general, no, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I still take a lot of landscape photos. Okay. I want to. I want to paint as as there from you know places like going to Acadia or, or the ocean here, whatever. Right. Um, so that's still my main interest is probably getting into more landscapes. But I have so many still lives going that I'm, I'm almost crazy in, in that. Almost crazy. Well, it, you know, I know if I go upstairs to paint in my house, we have a third floor where it's my total studio, so third floor of our house, yeah. I'm going to get a painting that I'm happy with. And I know if I go outside and I play in air, nah, yeah, not so good, you know? Sure. But I love being outside. I love, love going out with some of the people that, right. that we know and, and learning to paint and, and, right. and that whole experience, but I'm going to get a better painting. Mm -hmm. You'll I, be more satisfied. I, I, I do understand I stay that. inside. And, yeah. um, so I've tended to stay with still lifes, and one of the things when I first painted my first still life, my own, mm -hmm. if you will, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I saw a painting somewhere, and it had some pieces of copper and some fruit and something. I don't know where it was. But, uh, my wife had this copper bucket in the house, <laughs> so I took that and you I took set it, up a still life. Take it for a while. <laughs> 
this stuff and uh, my first time painting copper which I found to be difficult but I sort of worked through it and it turned out to be a great painting yeah and I was really thrilled with it right so I did another copper piece. I, I was really happy with that and, and at the time I, uh, I think I saw this still one. a student I, I um, I'm, I'm still a student today but uh, I wanted to learn how to watercolor. So that was my first piece right there. That oh, that working. one there on your website. On uh, I wanted to watercolor. So I ran into uh, Harry Thompson. Of, uh, he owns a gallery. He's up in Kennebunkport and he's a watercolorist. Okay. He was going to offer a course. And so I signed up and he never <laughs> offered it. Oh. <laughs> so I go back to him one day and I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, well, I'm too busy. He said, I decided not to offer. He says, are you still painting? I said, yeah. So <laughs> he wanted to see my painting. So I showed him those two copper paintings and he called me up and he said, hey, we'd like to represent you. Cool. So that's how you got in, trying to get a watercolor class. That's, so, that's unique. So, <laughs> so we, uh, he said, okay. So I gave him the two paintings. First painting sold in three days. Nice. And the second painting sold about two weeks later or something. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, you know. Great. People like copper. So Harry would say to me all the time, he's got one word for me, copper. Copper. Yeah. <laughs> copper. And copper. So I've painted Quite a number of paintings with copper in them. Right. Um, I still like painting Wyeth like paintings, like yeah. the pump there. And uh, yeah. I did one of a, a chair in an old abandoned farmhouse. That, right. that, that, uh, so walk us through this on. process and for people who are unfamiliar with the old master process. Well, it's basically uh, you start with a drawing, um, and that drawing gets uh, transferred to the canvas. Um, I transfer it differently now than I used to. I used to do it with, uh, you know, put a drawing on a piece of newsprint and then um, use some kind of pastel on the back of it and then go over the oh, yeah, paper right. onto the canvas and I get see. a pastel imprint. I see. But you lose those lines and mm -hmm. stuff. And so I had read about a painter named Edward Gordon, whom uh, I don't know if you know that name, but he mm -hmm. paints some fabulous interiors. And all of his interiors... In the corner, there's a Vermeer hanging on the wall. <laughs> he started here in Portsmouth as a CPA, and he took a painting class one night. He turned into a professional painter. Wow. Well, I was reading how his process, and instead of using, uh, you know, like newsprint and pastel to transfer the writing, he he uses mylar. <laughs> so I just went from using my drawing and then transferring it to mylar, and then mylar, and then just transfer paper to put it on a, on a canvas. <laughs> I see. I found that it works much better. Yeah, you retain more of the. You retain more of the, the lines and stuff, yeah. and um, he he had a couple of other techniques that I, I I seem to follow. So I start with the, the drawing that gets transferred and an underpainting. Um, I originally did the underpainting as a real Versailles, you know, mm -hmm. uh, sort of white and browns, or it looks gray. Okay. Uh, I did it as a Versailles, um, but then I found that. Um, if you're going to put transparent layers on top of that grisaille, it almost is better if that grisaille isn't gray, but it's like sympathetic colors. Mm. So if you're going to have a, you know, a cranberry kind of color in the end, mm -hmm. I may have a permanent, very light permanent rose kind of underpainting there. Right. Right. On top of that glazes yeah. the darken it or whatever um, to do it. So, I've sort of gone that way in many cases. I still, in some cases, I still do a grisaille or uh, I guess a verdecchio where you use like um, white and terra verde. Mm -hmm. So it's a little greener. 
that kind of helps some of the reds that are more like flush. Yeah. Um, that's my general process. I do a lot of um, glazes. And how long does the whole process take? Oh, that can take a long time. So you said you have a lot of paintings going at once, I do right? about uh, six, seven at a time. Wow. And would you, like, touch them all in one day? No. No? no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll put a glaze on one, and I may wait two weeks before I touch it. Okay. You know, gotcha. probably not that long, but you know, probably a week, mm. okay, before I touch it. And, okay. and um, then I put another layer of glaze onto it. And then sometimes, you know, I do uh, the opposite of I put a glaze on and then I work right back into the glaze. Okay. Uh, depending on what I'm doing. Um, and I do a lot of dry brush. Yeah. At the end, I do a lot of dry brush. Okay. And I like that. And I, I right. like the effects of that, especially when you're doing uh, something to simulate wood. Okay. And wood grain and stuff yeah. like that. So I do a lot of dry brush. Um, so those, that's my main painting technique is the underpainting and glazes, dry brushes. Um, and then some opaque paint at the end, highlights. Or, yeah. Or, uh, so when your paintings are done, are they very smooth? Or are they, do they have some texture? Uh, there's not a lot of texture to mm. them. Uh, there may be a little texture in a highlight mm. where I've added, you know, extra light, if you will, okay. to it. But most of them are, are pretty smooth since most of them are built up layers of glazing. The underpainting is um, you know, opaque paint, but it may be only one. It may be even two layers. Okay. But yes. it's... You know, and if there's any ridges or anything, I just sand them down. I just, just I don't want that. You do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a trick I learned What's what, from. What kind of, how do you sand? Uh, so this uh, lady, uh, Sadie Valeri, is a kind of a famous painter off the West Coast. She has a school of painting. And so uh, just take some sandpaper and um, very fine grit, uh, and you uh, just um, dip it in a little bit of uh, linseed oil. Okay. And then you just sand off any ridges hmm. with it. Um, and, you know, if you're careful, you just get the ridge and you're not raising any of the canvas or anything. And it doesn't affect or uh, leave a roughness? Well, I'm not using like a block sand or yeah, something. Yeah, right, with the oil. Doing it, you know, the tip of a finger yeah. and stuff and sanding out know, a little ridge or something cool. like that. So, yeah, I, I do that. I mean, you know, one of the things is I tell people is, you know, yeah, I did spend... Um, a lot of time learning how to paint this way, but I paint so differently now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I learned, right. you know, um, that you, you pick up these techniques, like I say, sanding down an edge or something like that. Well, keep going. What else you got? Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. So I, and I use Any a lot tricks. of other tools. I mean, I, uh, when I do a lot of dry brush sometimes, for instance, on a table, I'll use a toothbrush mm -hmm. uh, and, and things like that, you know, to just mark up stuff. To, yeah. uh, in, in a way, it's... it's, it's um, Sort of dry brush or you know that scumbling kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So I use tools like that to do it, um, just to make the wood look rough, make it look, you know, original. Um, those are just some of the little things I've learned, learned, picked up. You know, you can learn so much online yeah, and, and reading about other people's techniques and what they do and how they do it. And right. the little tools, like I say, Edward, Edward Gordon told me about the mylar. Some of the other things he did, and, and some of these other techniques you pick up that, yeah, these things work. You know, if you're careful, um, mm -hmm. they, they do work. You know? well, I mean, I have um, many going because I do the, do the glazing and the stuff's wet, and I don't want to go into it, but sometimes, as I say, I'll work back into a glaze okay. and right. you know, get the technique, the, the effect that I, that I want to get. Um, and uh, I spend a lot of time setting up these still lives. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And photographing. Yeah. Okay, I see. Okay. Um, I've mean, actually spent a lot of time doing that, getting the composition right. So uh, then do you work from the photo more than the actual? Uh, it can be either. It can so be both. Kind of leave it set up. Uh, I leave it set up. Okay. I, I like the photo because once I photograph it and I'm comfortable with the composition, I can Photoshop it and get the values where okay, I want. Good. To me, the photo is, is the most important is the values. It's not the color. Right. Or anything, it's getting the values right. And when I know that, you know, I've got light next to dark, next to light, whatever, I've got it in the right spots, okay. I got something I can probably work with. Yeah. So there'll be times when, you know, maybe I don't feel like painting, mm -hmm. but I will spend maybe even two weeks in my studio setting up still lifes, mm -hmm. photographing and trying to find the right piece to go there. Um, Making sure I'm happy with the composition as far as, uh, you know, lines of direction and stuff where, where, where I place things. And then being happy at the end with uh, the value scheme and the lighting. I, I like to paint, um, if you notice most of my still lifes, they're sort of the Flemish tradition where mm -hmm. things come out of the darkness on the mm -hmm. left into the light. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I tend to have more light than just the, the, the focus, uh, you know, the focal interest. But... This, I sort of like doing that kind of painting. They come out yeah. of the darkness into the, so that's the way I, I photograph them. Or sort of Rembrandt lighting, you know, yeah. forty-five, forty-five. I shoot them all that way. But I, I you know, I, I do do a lot of setups and I photograph them. And then most of them I don't paint. Yeah. Uh, most of them, right. I look at them later, and you know, I'll, I'll find the reason not to paint it because so, there's something about it I don't like. Okay. Uh, there's something I'm not sure I'm going to work that out. Yeah. But the ones I do choose, and I know that I'm going to spend, you know, probably a couple of months painting it, mm. even though there's elapsing in between. I got to make sure I want to paint that, you sure. know. And so I, yeah. I spent a lot of time setting them up, and I asked my wife to take a look at them. She's not an artist, but she and she says, "Oh, that's where that went." Well, she has a <laughs> she sees things differently than me. Now, uh, how do you get your props? I'm teasing. You we go around and buy props. You do. Um, okay. You know, we do a lot of antiquing cool. uh, for. Just for things for props, uh, especially um, odd pieces of copper. Yeah. Okay. To, now I'm going to get away a little bit from copper, but and get okay. into some silver. But uh, we do do that. You know, things I can probably use someday, if not right now. Mostly, it's stuff I'll use down the road. You know, right. I hope. Right. Um, and you know, I get a lot of ideas by looking at other people's other people's work, and you know, I steal stuff from people. Mm -hmm. and, so we all did. Yeah, and, and did I, you ever get to watercolor? I never got to watercolor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got too many still lifes I want to do. I got, they call I, you while you're sleeping. I got right? a million landscapes to do. My wife and I took a trip. We were in the Cotswolds over oh, in England nice. this past fall. Oh yeah, I took yes. a million photos. Oh, I, yes. You know, I, yeah. and I, so many things I'd, I'd like to paint. Right. But I do have a lot of still lifes. It, it caught my interest initially, and still has it. Yeah. How'd you get into? Now you're in two galleries. Tell us how you got into the second one. And well, they're the same galleries. They're 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 oh, um. Okay. So up in kind of Upwork, there is a, a there are two galleries. They're owned by the husband and wife. I see. And so sometimes their paintings are in one gallery, sometimes they're in another gallery, sometimes they're in okay. both galleries. And yes. the name of that is the okay. North Light Gallery and the True North Gallery up in kind of Upwork. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So and you know I've been there for like three years, three four years or something. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still want to get into some other galleries. I'm looking to get into another gallery right now. Um, mm -hmm. So as an organic chemist, you must have 
just dissected paints to find out the right ones. No, he's shaking his head. No, no. no, no. <laughs> Everyone asked you that. Really? <laughs> I thought for you. Yeah, I'm yelling out. <laughs> okay, what do you use? I try all these mediums, you know. You and, do? Oh, okay. yeah. I get play around. I get what do you use for paint? Um, and why? Well, so I think um, the paint, I, I use a whole bunch of different companies paint because I like them, right? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought somebody that's going to tell me some great stuff about no, I'm various companies. It's like any other painter, I guess. Yeah. I, um, you know, if it's um, cadmium red, it's probably going to be Windsor Newton. If it's cadmium red light, it's going to be Rembrandt. Huh. If it's um, cadmium yellow, it's, it's uh, Rembrandt. Um, Why? Uh, I just like those those colors. Those shades better than. Yes, them. I mean if you look at. The, yeah, they do. Very Windsor and Newton cadmium red medium, if you will. Yeah. Rembrandt cadmium red medium, they're different. Yeah. Okay. And and Windsor and Newton cadmium orange is different than uh, Rembrandt cadmium orange yeah. or Old Holland cadmium. Yeah. Orange. And I have all of them. But you do have favorites, I see. But I, I oh, definitely have favorites, favorites, and I'm used to using them, especially when you. I paint things like copper, where you know it's mm. sort of a. I don't have recipes for it. I'm just going to say, every how, piece of give us different. something. Every piece of <laughs> copper is different, but it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's basically cad red light and white, and some. Um, I use instead of using burnt sienna, I use uh, transparent orange, earth orange, transparent red oxide, mm -hmm. um, and I use those Rembrandts that I use, but they are different, and um, I was. This summer, I needed some cadmium red yellow medium, and I didn't. I ran out, and I was just, if I ordered it from Blick, I don't know, it'd probably take me a, a week or something to get it. I was going down in New Jersey with my wife to see, visit her daughter, and there was a color shop there, so I called up and said, Gee, do you have some red, red cadmium red medium? A cadmium yellow medium? And they said, Well, no, we have the old Holland. It's just as good. I said, Yeah, it's just as good, but it's not the same color. <laughs> so I, I have favorites. Uh, one of the things I've learned in you take all these courses, Everybody's each instructor has their right. own colors. Yes. And if you take enough of these courses, you're going to have seen many different versions of all the sure. different colors. So in the end, you got to pick the ones you like, and the ones you want to use, the ones you're comfortable, and the ones you know how they mix yeah. right, with others. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I sort of tend to use the same ones over and over. I get comfortable with them, and mm. I'll try the other ones for different things. I use a lot of earth colors mm -hmm. on my palette, so uh, transparent red oxide, transparent earth yellow, transparent earth orange. I mm -hmm. use a lot of um, I, I use a lot of raw sienna, okay, uh, and and of course burnt sienna, which which you know most people use. I also use another color called transparent orange from Gamblin, which is a sort of a burnt apple kind of orange. It's transparent, oh. but it's uh, it's useful when you're talking about some of the different shades on a piece of copper or something like that. I yeah. use that. It's also when you use it very thinly, it's yellow. You mm. know? It's yellowy. And so um, it's another color that's sort of on my palette permanently because it's mm. because I, I like a transparent earth yellow. is more on my palette now than, let's say, yellow ochre. Okay? Mm. Um, so. And what about mediums? What do you use? Uh, so I usually mostly use uh, either liquid or just. Um, um, Mineral spirits and, and linseed oil. One of the two. I tried many others. I don't 
not comfortable with some of the some of the others I've used, some of the Winsor Newtons, the Gal Kids. I'm not as comfortable with as I am, for instance, the Liquin. Um, I'm trying to right now. I'm trying the new Marosha Medium. Um, that I know some of my uh, the people I look. Uh, so it's um, it's uh, the old medium that supposedly is the formula that people like Vermeer use and stuff. Yeah. It um, comes in a tube, but you mix it. And it's very uh, it becomes very loose. Oh. And very useful. Hmm. So I you know I because I read some of the people that I really admire and painters that I yeah. admire still like painters especially you know like David LaFell. I mean this is what yeah. he uses that so. So, well, I have to give that a try. I haven't tried it. I don't know what it's like, um, but I'm actually happy with Liquid. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I see what you know these other people use and people that whose paintings I admire you know, mm -hmm. today, uh, especially like. So how many years have you been painting? Totally? I've been painting probably for about uh, 12 or 13 12. years. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And what does success mean for you as a painter? Uh, I think in general, just uh, paintings that I'm happy with. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't sell paintings. It's not my livelihood, you know. Sure. I, it's sort of a fortuitous that people like my paintings and they want to buy them, and that's great. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's to have paintings that I'm happy with, to get better, to get better as a painter, uh, to um, look at something and say, you know, gee, I, I, I have another idea how to paint that. Mm -hmm. And... Versus me having to think about it a long time and what's a better way to paint that? You know, it's some some people are just they look at it. This is not a paint. I have to think more. I have to see examples. I have to um, maybe I'm not as artistic as as I am a painter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So success for me is really you know uh, being happy with my work and, yeah. and and the fact that people like them. Right. Fantastic. So are there any other instructors in this area you, that you'd like to study with that you haven't? Um, I'm sure that there are some that I should be painting with, and I, I think I'd like to go. <laughs> should be. <laughs> well, I should probably go and, and paint with, uh, like, a Stan Muller, I think, you know. I, I've taken classes with Todd. Yeah. Uh, I took a few classes with, with Chris. Uh, I took some plein air with David Lucier. Okay. Uh, I spent about uh, five or six uh, uh, workshops with uh, Dennis Sheehan. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. where I sort of, I love the style, I love it, but... Right. Um, it's not me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I, so there's, you know, a number of them. I took some charcoal classes with Alistair mm, yeah. uh, over the past winter, you know, doing some of these bark drawings, you know, like cat's drawings. Okay. And, uh, I found that to be helpful, a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> but, but very helpful and um, instructive on, you know, how to approach a difficult drawing. Yeah, so it is good to, to stretch yourself in other yeah, you know, yeah. processes that you wouldn't ever settle on, but it, it does really, I find. Yeah, and I'm trying to paint looser. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to paint, try to paint um, just very simple things, but without an underpainting, just just paint. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, still lies? Still lies, okay. mostly. Just just to sort of um, uh, open, open up a little bit about uh, things. I have a hard time sometimes with value. Mm -hmm. Okay, colors, you know, I tend, tend to fall more into getting enthralled with the color and not to value as much. And I, I have to work hard on the value. That's why, as I said, when I do my still lives and I set them up and I Photoshop them and right. get to where I want to be, I'm really worried about the value because right. that's, that's something that I need to concentrate on. Right. Yeah. But I find when you do the quick study, um, I find it really valuable because, you know, as you do a long painting, you, you will catch composition on value things. 
as you come back to it the next day or the next week. But when you do those quick ones, you come back the next morning and say, oh my God. <laughs> was I drinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I did I one of those a few weeks ago. I was like, actually, it came out great. It was just you know some oranges on a plate. It came out great until I looked the next morning. <laughs> I just had the, the edge of the plate, you know. Really wonky. It's like, whoa! Yeah, well, you, what was I drinking? You, you never know. Um, when I when I first spent an afternoon with Chris Volpe at his studio, he asked me how I wanted to learn what I wanted to learn to paint because he saw my painting, so I was very tight. So I painted. I'd like to paint very loose, and I'd like to paint sort of uh, tonal, tonalism, mm-hmm. tonalist style. So he gets out the the big book on American tonalism, and he opens it up to a page, and there's a J. Francis Murphy, and he says, "Let's paint that." <laughs> So we painted that. Yeah. I painted one, he painted one. And you know, it was like a Wednesday afternoon, which was an afternoon, I finished the painting. Yeah. I brought it home, I thought it was you know, nothing. My wife looks down and she, oh, I love this. Yeah, that's the one she framed. I love this. And she says, Oh, she says, I'm gonna get this framed. What? <laughs> I did this in an afternoon, you know? It didn't take me a month, it was an afternoon and she's no so I said, no, you're not going to get that framed. But a year later, she says, I don't care what you say. I'm going to get that framed. She went and she got it framed. And, you know, yeah. you step back about 20 feet, it's a beautiful painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot of it's with a palette knife. Do you get a close? And say, no, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I do love it. <laughs> I think it's a great funny. painting from, yeah. from far away. But it's not used to what I, it's not what I do. And, and <laughs> It's not what you do, but it's what you did. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I did. And, so I, I'm, I'm torn between uh, you know a plain air, which is, is it teaches you to be a better painter. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. it does. Right. Um, but I have friends who tell me, oh, everyone playing plain air paints. Why do you do that? Do this. Mm. You know, do what you do. No one does what you do. Right. You do this. Right. Uh, and so I was talking to um, the gallery owner one day, and I said, you know, I said um, I'm doing all these copper pieces and stuff, and I love doing them, and but so like Todd and robots, you know, you yeah. want to keep doing. Keep doing copper, and and he says, uh, he says, listen, he says, you know, he says, I have a lot of people that go to Von Hagen and paint Von Hagen, okay, mm. whatever, yeah. I don't have anybody that does this, right? Do this. <laughs> <laughs> go back to your studio. <laughs> well, you know, but it's interesting. I was, my wife and I were in um, Santa Fe a few years ago, and we were just there on vacation, and I was just going through the galleries on this Canyon Road and stuff. Mm. There's all these galleries. There's like, oh, yeah. Three or four hundred galleries or so in this small town, and uh, both galleries, two galleries, asked me to give them paintings. Wow! Now I don't paint enough that I don't think it's a blind many galleries, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. But uh, it was the style, right? Okay. Exactly. And, and no one is doing it really. I mean, okay, so it was the style, and, and sort of reinforced what you know the gallery owner kind of put into me. And but friends tell me, you know, uh-huh. I do the, you know, into the. So I. I, I Get trapped a little bit in doing the, uh, the pieces of copper or the still lives like that, but people like them, and right. I like people like them. And you like doing it. I mean, I, I love doing. It. I yeah. love painting. You know, I love. Um, uh, we moved to Rye from from Amherst, and we really wanted to downsize. We wanted to find a place with a small house and maybe a barn or something we could convert to a mm. studio or yeah. something. Couldn't find anything at the time, and um, we found this house with the third floor was uh, the last owner's um, home theater. Uh-huh. 
and you know it's this big room and skylights mm -hmm. and, and it even has a wet bar <laughs> and, and there you go and we said you know well if you do this yeah you, you got we get back to have a bigger house again but you know i don't have to trudge into the button factory or something right. and, and exactly. go through the, so it's not like going to work yeah. so when i get up in the morning i just walk upstairs yeah. my pain you know um so it's 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 easy keeps me in still life mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. but i do enjoy doing it and i paint i paint five days a week really oh, so nice excellent so it's become are you ever going to branch off into like portraiture or no a <laughs> shake of the head like oh. <laughs> uh, you know I, I, uh, I just figured you mastered that copper <laughs> you could probably do flesh tones pretty good no i'm i am, I am going to do my granddaughter uh, oh. and probably some of my other my other uh, yeah. grandchildren yeah. um but I want to stay away from uh, doing people. I think I think that's tough. Mm. You know, it's really got to be good to look like the person, and mm. people not be unhappy. And you know, if I paint a still life, I can paint what I like, and someone's going to like it. Yeah. If I paint a picture of you, right, other than your husband or something, <laughs> who else is going to buy it? <laughs> so, 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 uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking of branching that way. Yeah. I will do more landscapes uh, this week. More landscapes, and I've got a few things of Acadia I want to do, and some of the Cotswold painting um, photos yeah, that I took. Those will be beautiful. Uh, I want to do a few of those, um, yeah. but even that is not, you know, what I'm really comfortable doing. So I, I want to do it because of that. Mm -hmm. But you know, my still lifes are more sort of who I am. I, do, I get excited about setting them up and yeah. working on them, and um, uh, I'd like to go a little more. Um, abst not abstract, but my still lifes are set up sort of left to right. Okay. And I'm working on still lifes now that go back, uh, front to back. Oh. Okay. So they have more depth in them. Mm -hmm. And um, you see more of the, let's say, the plane at the table mm -hmm. with things on it than just, you know, kind of a eye level still life. If you right. will. So I'm working on, I'm working on that. Nice. Do you actually, how do you um, work from, uh, after you take the photo, is it not from your computer screen, no, you print it? I print it, yeah. Okay. Like just from a printer? Or? Yeah, I have a printer. I mean, this, this comes back from my uh, landscape photography time. So I have a, I have a printer and I, I, I print it out. I mean, it's um, decent quality um, mm -hmm. and I, I have a setup. I, so I have a still life um Special table, and I walled it off with wall, with uh, foam boards and stuff, and I have special nice, light, so nice. I'm set up. I use a lot of fruit, so I can't have it set up there for three months. Right, but right. Um, I set them up and I photograph them, and uh, I can just sit and paint right there and look at the, look at it, or I can photograph yeah. it and look at. It. I actually have a, a drawing table; I can draw it, mm -hmm. you know, from there. So I have all set up so that I can do all of that. Nice. But usually I photograph them and I, I still think about them. And mm -hmm. I may go into Photoshop later and still play with it again. Okay. Just to get the values and, yeah. and stuff. I mean, the color is going to end up what I want the color to be. Uh, it might be very different than what's in the, what's in the, the photo. Maybe that will be different than what's in the photo. Mm -hmm. But the it's more about the values and getting the values right. I think that really carries the painting, you know. Right. And I just, I mean, I use these elements just to sort of get a, move your eye around the painting, you know, right. it's not really about what the exact copper piece is, but it is sort of that 
people looking at it and say, gee, that's really real. That looks like copper. That's like a piece yeah, of copper, you know. Yeah, yeah, your work is beautiful. And your website is petercardfineart.com. Yep. Um, very nice. And I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't remember. Can people buy from your website? No. No, okay, so they would have to contact you. It, it points, uh, they could contact me. It points okay. to the gallery, but they, could contact, they could contact me. They could send me an email. Okay, and are you on Instagram or Facebook? Um, no, I know I probably should be, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, you're happy painting. Why bother with it all? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, great. Anything else you want to share about anything? Give us your best day with... Um, who would you spend a day with if you could with any painter living or um, past or present? Well, it would probably be um, Premier. <laughs> okay. And what would you do? Well, I'd like to see him paint. Okay. I mean, I know he... Just um, observe him. Well, yeah, you know, he used, he used the underpainting <laughs> and, and the glazes yeah. and stuff, and so I'd like to have seen, you know, how he did that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I still enjoy that. Actually, the most fun I have painting are the paintings that look like Wyatt's. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy that even more than I do uh, my still lights. So, yeah. like, like that, the pump on my website and the, the chair... I enjoy those most right. of all. Mm -hmm. I, the problem is that I just don't have enough of that material, right. you know, mm -hmm. uh, to do it. Um, but I, those are the kind of paintings, a lot of earth colors mm -hmm. that I, I love doing, and that's why it's, I want to do more landscape painting. But it'll be more from the side of um, earth colors than, yeah. you know, cadmium reds and, and yellows, if you if you will. So I, I love doing that, and and. I also, in, in part of this, you know, I've not just picked the colors, palette I like, but you know, the surface I work on is, uh, you know, I'm involved. I don't use stretch canvas anymore. Oh, okay. I use uh, canvas on panel. Mm -hmm. There's no give to it. You mm -hmm. know, you have a big stretch canvas. You know, there's yeah, yeah. a lot of give. I know. <laughs> and on a panel, you know, linen on, on plywood, there's no give to it. It's, um, they're beautiful to paint. I, that's all I'll paint on now, mm -hmm. that or on aluminum. Yeah. Paint a linen on aluminum. Oh, well. um, interesting. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it's a little harder to find uh, nowadays, but you could you could buy uh, linen on um, thin sheets of aluminum. There's no give to that at all. Sure. So yeah. um, it's even more, um, it lasts longer than even uh, you know, a Baltic birch panel. Yeah. So, you know, I found the surfaces to paint on. For plain air work, I mean, I make my own panels. Okay. You know, I just on my own. Yeah. Not just like everyone does, right. you know, save right. money. And, but I also like that fine textured surface where there's no, there's no texture to it at all. Mm -hmm. You sand them. Sand them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, just to make them kind of eggshelly and smooth. And so if you're going to do like a photorealistic kind of painting, you know, that's yeah. kind of the nice. surface they use. Yeah. So you learn these things, just, you know, the internet is yeah. full of all this stuff. I know, aren't we lucky these days, I'll tell you, it's amazing. Well, we will look forward to seeing your Cotswold paintings in the future. Okay. Now we're holding you to it. Everybody will be emailing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll catch you around town. Okay. Or, or at me. another workshop somewhere. <laughs> no, I think I'm done with the workshops. Are you? Yeah. 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 Got your own, you're well, armed. You know, uh, but... I think, as I said before, I think one, one of the things about workshop is, yes, you do learn something from everybody. Mm -hmm. and that's, that is the value. But mm -hmm. they all have their own palettes, and they all yeah. have things this way and that way. And, well, you got to find your way. Yeah. You know, and 
your palette. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the way you are, you're comfortable painting, or you get the best results and stuff. And so, yeah. I think after a while, you have to give up on that and, and At some point, yeah. be yourself. I, I've heard that for sure a yeah. lot. Well, thank you again. Great well, talking with thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.